On this week's episode of the podcast, Drew gives us all a story about a relegation scrap for the ages. Tis the season, Adam. And Drew, we're going to celebrate that season. So buckle up, all you listeners, because this is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Deadball Brothers, a weekly podcast when neither one of us is sick with a turbo cold for two weeks, run by your favorite soccer brothers, Adam Whitaker, Snavely, me, myself, the person that is speaking, joined as always by my real life brother. Drew Snavely, we, uh, well, me specifically, I really got beat down. You did. It, that was awful. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. It's been long enough that I also forgot to mention that this is a, a soccer history podcast with a healthy, healthy dose of stupidity. Yes. Wow. As, as always, a part of the Blue, the Blue Wire, Wire podcast, podcast network. network. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's, Absolutely. Man. Yeah. My theory is that uh, the Virginia cold and the New York cold are different, mm-hmm. uh, different strands. Mm-hmm. And so I got the Virginia cold and then I traveled up to New York and then I got the New York cold. Yeah. In, in theory. Unless I'm one of the... Uh, five, three, three percent of people who get sick after being fully vaccinated. Yeah, who get COVID after being fully yeah. vaccinated. So I guess it could have been that, and they got it twice. Yeah, different strands. Probably, I'm gonna guess not Seems mathematically speaking. Yeah, considering I haven't been like going to raves or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you not going to raves. That's what I think of when I see you all the yeah, time. Like yeah. Drew, big party animal, real Euro trash kind of guy. Kissing all the homies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Love kissing the homies. Gotta wait for the rest of them to get vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. But thankfully, Drew and I are both fully vaccinated. We're brothers, so even though we're homies, we're not kissing each other. Yeah, because that would be incest. And that's bad, listeners. We, we cannot condone incest. We can't we can't condone podcast. it. We don't and we don't. And we we don't. cannot and we do not. <laughs> Did you miss us? Because we're back. <laughs> uh, Adam, we are drawing so, so very near to the end of what has truly been a bonkers. It feels like two seasons smushed together because it really has been like two seasons yes. smushed together. But <laughs> I guess the end of the 2019, 2020 campaign for the European leagues. Yes. Um, Obviously, MLS started up a few weeks ago. Yeah, so there's a lot to go with MLS. Yes. So, I mean, as always, like the world is round, the soccer ball continues to roll. Just keeps on rolling, baby. Just keeps on rolling. And that's why we love it. It never ends. That's why that's truly, truly beautiful. It's just always there. But, Adam, with the end of European leagues also comes the end of Fantasy Premier League. The end of Fantasy Premier League and the end of WF. T W T what is the name of the league? W T F P L two Deadball and you, the official Deadball Brothers Fantasy Premier League League. There's over a hundred people that joined this year, which was I, really cool. I just crunched the numbers. I was only seeing ninety-four, so maybe some oh, people really? left. Okay. I don't know. But still close to hundred. Close to hundred. Which was like basically double of what we did the first WTFPL season. Yes. Yes. So that was really, really cool. And those religious listeners will know that there is a lot of skin in the game because the winner of the WTFPL League gets an away day's 
gift card for $25, which is the price of a mystery kit from Away Days Football, which is a really cool company that we like a lot. Right now, I, I personally have just been passed by my brother here. We are both vying for top 10 contention. I don't think either of us will ultimately get it. We are both, uh, maybe we're, we're both about 20 points behind 10 play, 10th place. You're like, you're like 10 points behind 10th. I'm like 20 points behind 10th. Nobody can see it right now, but I'm flexing you're so flexing hard. You're flexing so I just hard. felt so good passing you on the second to last week of the season. Drew, whose name is a pun on Aubameyang and Andrew Yang, which the Andrew Yang joke, frankly, hasn't aged super well. It has not aged well at all. No. <laughs> it's not been awesome. Uh, but I've really just stuck with my guns on this one. And, um, I hope that everybody can get that it's a it's a joke. Ab Andrew Yang twenty twenty is, yeah. is my team name. Uh, I am two places behind him in uh, I am Cancelo culture. Currently at the top of the leaderboard, we have not COVID nineteen forever, but James Chubb sitting in the first place spot with two thousand three hundred ninety seven points. It looks like he will probably run away with it unless there is a massive week this week from Jonathan Cates and his team. Big Dyke energy. <laughs> you know, Jonathan has been up there. He was up there last season, too. He really um, was. And that, that's that's D-I-J-K. Big, yes. Like Big Van Dyke energy. Yeah, as that's, in like Virgil Van Dyke. That's not a, not that's not a slur. Like, um, that's not a slur or a, or a bad word in any Nick way. Nick Foles. Yes. Uh, in his infamous mm-hmm. nickname. Yes. That is abbreviated. Or, or the... B-D-N. Or, or B-D... The general BDE yes. term. Yes. You know. Uh, you know how that goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We got, we got one more week. If you haven't played your your wild cards, your your bench boosts, your triple captains yet, you, you might as well get them Now's all out the of the chance. way now. Now's it, the chance. It, it is the week because we have one more week left of that, which also means that we have basically only one more week for most European leagues too. And Sad. frankly, it's turned out pretty pretty well for both of our club teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, United secured the Champions League mm-hmm. spot for the Premier League, um, obviously finishing below Manchester City. And thankfully we did it when we did because we have won one game in the last five in the Premier League. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. It has not been a uh, great finish, um, which uh, I don't think it's a major coincidence that our downturn of results have coincided with Harry Maguire's absence. Mm. The old slabhead himself. You know, people like to make fun of the old slabhead, but uh, he plays a vital role. When the, when the slab's missing. When the slab's missing. What you gonna do? Throwing uh, Axel Twanzebi. Yeah. And, um, God bless him. I love him, but he hasn't been great. Maybe not ready for the big time. <laughs> he just needs some. He just needs some playing time. Yeah, maybe maybe alone. Yeah. So we're or, hoping or that uh, the old Harry can uh, be ready for Europa League. True. Final. You you do have that that Europa League final to look forward to. Uh, Borussia Dortmund somehow turned everything around in the last month. Oh yeah, absolutely. They uh, won the DFB Pokal, which was awesome. Uh, very very cool. Uh, a great moment for a uh, an imminently retiring Lucas Pischek, um, who has been a very faithful servant of the club for many many years now. Uh, been around for a real long time. Polish international. He is retiring at the end of the season, so. A good note to send him off on. He went 90 minutes, actually, in the championship game. Um, 
And also, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt really fumbled the bag on that fourth place spot in the league. And so we're in Champions League now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I feel like a month ago, or even just a couple weeks ago, uh, everybody was like, oh man, is, is Dortmund going to make top four? Uh, the top four for the Premier League is going to be it's going to be a crazy race in because Liverpool's on the outside looking in. Uh, Chelsea's right in there. Leicester's still in there. West Ham's still in there. You have all these teams, and now it's looking like it's going to be a really boring finish. And yeah, it's all just the usual be, suspects. Yeah, City, United, Chelsea, and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Which you would expect now in Germany. It's going to be Bayern, Leipzig. Dortmund and Wolfsburg is going to be that fourth team. Usually that fourth team just kind of cycles between a few teams. Wolfsburg hasn't made it in a in a few years though. So yeah. cool to see them. Cool to see John Brooks get into the uh the old Champions League. Yeah. So yeah, uh what looked like it could have been a perilous end of the season for both of our clubs turned into a kind of a pleasant one. Um and, Yeah, absolutely. And um I mean for our respective leagues, there's I mean no real drama anymore as far as relegation goes or who's going to win. Um, and you're not trying to create a European Super League anymore. We're so. not trying to create a Super Super League anymore. Joel Glazer's uh, sitting at a fan forum. I saw that. In, a uh, bold move. In some, in some short time. So. A bold move, Mr. Glazer. Let's see what comes of it. He was probably like, yeah, I don't mind getting yelled at for a couple hours. It's fine. If it's even that, I think the either either you have to like be, uh, either you have to be like Leicester City's owner, um, whose name I I forget now. The um, I believe there isn't it a Thai family that owns them because the the former owner, the owner, yeah, terrible, died in the helicopter terrible. crash, which yeah. was a, a tragedy, and his son is now like yes. the owner and chairman. That family cares so much about Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So either you have to be them. Who is like super connected. They know all the players and they like, he was down on the pitch with them at the FA Cup final and they were all like giving him a hug and stuff like yeah. that. You either have to be that or you have to be like Stan Crunky <laughs> with Arsenal, never show up, never speak to anybody, give off the air that you do not care whatsoever. Just make that money. You can't be in between. No. You can't be in between. And I think that Joel Glazer is trying to be very in between right now. Yeah, I guess so. What can you do? Hey. PSG might not win Ligue Right. Uh, Timo Weah. Yeah. With Lille. Lille. And uh, the young Canadian god, Jonathan David. Yes. Yes. Might pull, pull it out. Hey. And, that would uh, be dope. Not Real Madrid or Barcelona might win La Liga in uh, Atletico. I mean, I know it's not like... It's yeah, not a huge shock. Yeah, it's when like Atletico it's like if Atletico wins, wins it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the other team that won. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll win like once every four years. Uh, as... As of the last, I don't know, eight years or so. <laughs> Someone was saying that uh, Atletico should. Oh, somebody said the other day Atletico should uh, swap Jao Felix to Barcelona to get Griezmann back, and like Barca would send them some money along with it. And I was like, hmm? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Was that the worst idea no, ever? No, 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 not at all. Jao oh, Felix, man. the young Kaká. Jao Felix reminds me, I was looking at Portugal's roster for the Euro 
today. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap. I mean, they have so many good guys on their team. I didn't realize yeah, they're Portuguese. Stacked. They're stacked. I, I feel like Portuguese, uh, Portugal is like kind of like a sneaky, uh, sneaky country. It's like you you see those names and you assume like oh they're a, they're a Spanish player yeah <laughs> or, or, or they're like a South 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 American player yeah or like a Brazilian uh, player I was like no nope, Portugal out, Portugal baby <laughs> I love it <laughs> <laughs> oh man the best tweet I saw today was I think it was France's like under twenty roster and not even their full roster but somebody today on Twitter was like man imperialism really worked out for France. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, ain't no. that the truth? Oh no, it's true, but it, it hurts. The, it the truth hurts. Unfortunately, yeah. true. I mean, well, <laughs> you you could probably say the same about the United States roster, TBH. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a yeah that's a ton a, uh, a ton of dual nationals, which is awesome. Yeah, but also at the same time, it's like. It's like, ooh, oh, the military is very involved in a lot of places mm, in the world. The policy that led to this, I don't think, I don't know if I agree with. Yeah. But yeah. this isn't a political podcast. No, 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 no. Outside I, of the fact that everything is political. Uh, sports and politics. Those, uh, they're totally separate things. Yeah, yeah. They never mix. Never, never mix. Never, ever. Speaking of this podcast, Drew, you have a story for us today. That's right, Adam. We're not a, we're not a current soccer podcast as much as we like to as shoot as, the breeze as much as we love to shoot the breeze uh we are we are here mainly for some rich rich histor Ooh. historical yeah stories talk historical to me man stories. historical <laughs> stories <laughs> so i this this story the inspiration for it kind of came out of my um uh, disappointment in <laughs> Lack of a relegation battle in the Premier League this year. Ah, uh, you should check out the Bundesliga. Oh, is is it close in the Bundesliga? Um, so the way the Bundesliga relegation works is the bottom two teams are relegated, and the third to last place team, which there's only eighteen teams in the yes, Bundesliga, yes. so eighteenth place and seventeenth place are relegated automatically. Sixteenth place goes into a promotion relegation playoff, two legged aggregate st- score with a team that finishes in third in the two Bundesliga. So the first two teams in the two Bundesliga, they get promoted, but then the third place team, it's like, you have to go prove it. And then the the third to last place team in the Bundesliga, you get a chance to stay. Yeah. Um, And 18th place is Schalke. They've been God awful this year. They have like a negative 60 goal differential. Oh my gosh. Um, But 17th place, which right now is, uh, Colm, actually, mm. FC. Long live Hennis. Um, long live Hennis the goat. Who uh, uh, the Hennis the? Is it the eighth? sixth or Hennis the eighth just passed away? So um, so it's the ninth. And so yeah, but the story that I talked about it was mainly centered around Hennis the, gotcha. the eighth. Um, but uh, yes. So seventeenth place is Colm right now. Sixteenth place is Werder Bremen. Shouts out Josh Sargent. Mm. And 16th place is Armenia Bielfeld. And they are all separated by two points. Okay. So very much all to yeah. play for on the last day of the that season. Is, that is a lot. Um, how, how often does the, the third place team of the two Bundesliga beat the third to last team in the Bundesliga? It would happen more than you, more than you might think. Because I, I feel like... 
when you get down to like the third team, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty confident that Fulham could beat any team in the championship. And I'm switching leagues here. I don't know, dude. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, yeah, anything can happen in a in a two legged. Yeah, in a two legged tie, anything can happen. The United States men's national team made it to we the don't. finals of well, uh, the Confederations Cup, the Confederations Cup, and almost won. Yeah. And we're winning two nothing yeah. against Brazil at halftime. So anything, lest can happen. we forget, anything, lest can we forget. So okay, I'll check out the Bundesliga for yeah, for that. There relegation is there battle. is a relegation. Battle. I I was I was talking more of a lack thereof of relegation battle in the Premier League specifically. Sure. And so I wanted to go back to a time where there was a lot of drama because there's just something so so beautiful about seeing teams that are relatively incompetent. Fighting for their lives and trying to stay in the Premier League. Oh man, that's such like rich person running like a horror movie. Rich person running a like the most dangerous game yeah. kind of scenario yes. vibe to it. Yes. The way you just said I, that. I mean, I mean, obviously these 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 people are all professional athletes. And yes, I mean, it's not even comparable how much better they are at playing soccer than. Almost everybody else in the world. Correct. <laughs> but g- comparatively to the teams that are winning championships and stuff like that, it's a it's pretty significant. Oh the, yeah. In terms of quality. Absolutely. Um so when you're used to watching the teams that are on TV all the time, mm-hmm. like the Manchester Cities and the Barcelonas. Oh, Barcelona. <laughs> you're seeing this beautiful tiki taka, Geigen Press, whatever. It's like, oh man, Geigen, 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 Geigen press, yeah, whatever. Which is just like counter pressing. Yeah, yeah, means. yeah. But people love saying Geigen. Geigen. It Geiger sounds like counter. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like the radioactive <laughs> radioactivity counter. <laughs> Even well, the words we know how to say, we mispronounce them. Yeah. So when you when you're watching the the Sheffield Uniteds uh, and the Burnleys that are like proper English clubs that. <laughs> Oi, just boot the ball down the field, Mike. That can absolutely grab points on a cold night away to Stoke. Like, well, I would hope so, because uh, Stoke <laughs> isn't very good anymore. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's just... Um, there. I just love the, the drama. Yeah. There's of, a certain... There's a certain, like... Uh, there's, like, a nostalgia kind of to it as well. You know, like... Just like some of these really, really old clubs that have been around forever and you kind of like – you like to see them succeed just in a way just because it's like, you know, those fans are like generational. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. there, there's, a, there's a certain bit of that. So so those of you that have been following the Premier League know that Sheffield United, West Brom, and Fulham's fates have been sealed more or less for quite a while now. Signed, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> They're yours, championship. Just not, not a great season um, f- for any of them. So, I went back, as we do, as we do on this podcast, about fifteen-ish years. Oh, to, not too long. Not too long ago, but I guess it was still relatively early in the Premier League's existence because it's only been around since the early nineties. Yeah, nineteen ninety-two. So. I mean, when we go back to the 2004-2005 season, mm-hmm. that's like only like 12 years old, 13 years old. So I, I 
now after you've given that time frame, I now think I know exactly what is about to happen. Oh yeah, I think okay. I do. Okay. I think I do know. So the 2004-2005 Premier League season, Arsenal are coming off a league win. Yeah, and I'm I didn't check to see if the 2003-2004 was the invincible season, but I want to say that it was. I would put decent money down on that, but I can because check real quick. I'm 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 like ninety five percent sure it was because I came across United Manchester United beating their uh, or ending their their streak. It was oh three oh four in the two thousand four two thousand five season. Yeah, oh three oh four was the was the invincible season. So crazy. Arsenal went and did that. Crazy, crazy. Um, so, I mean, Arsenal were obviously a, a really good team at good team at the time. Sure. Uh, Man United were still Man United under Alex Ferguson. Yeah. So <laughs> pretty decent. Pretty decent. Chelsea and Liverpool had just appointed two new managers. Uh, one Jose Mourinho. Never heard uh, of him. Fresh out of Porto. Yep. He won the Champions League with Porto. Who he won the Champions League with Porto. It's crazy to think about. And still. Uh, one Rafa Benitez for Liverpool, Ooh, who that. had just won the Champions League for I don't even oh. know. I forget who Rafa Benitez coached. It was coached. In, I want to say it was in La Liga. He uh, he had just won La Liga and he had just won the Champions League as well. But I'm I'm sure he did. And as I quickly feverishly scroll through <laughs> his Wikipedia page. Valencia? Valencia. Valencia. <laughs> Valencia. Yeah. So, I mean, um, a big, I mean, you got the heavy hitters there. He did not. He did not. He won, he won, he did win UEFA. He did win La Liga and he won the UEFA Cup. Oh, I misread that then. That's on me. It honestly, ultimately, does not relate to the to the story sure, at all. It's outside just a, of just like some historical context and some big names. That we yeah, can yeah. Throw out. And it's just like kind of funny that it was Jose Mourinho's first season in England mm-hmm. with Chelsea, and it was Rafa Benitez's first season in England with Liverpool. Um, two managers who are, well. Maybe not Mourinho anymore, but sure. I, I think that Benitez is still fairly very highly regarded in yeah. most circles. Yeah, no, that I, I I I think that Rafa Benitez is generally speaking a yes. A, <laughs> he's a pretty good coach, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> he did pretty well. So from the two thousand three two thousand four season, Norwich, Crystal Palace, and West Bromwich Albion. Norwich. Did I say Norwich? You did. Oh. My bad. Um, all those three teams had just been promoted. Sure. So odds are those teams are also favorites to be relegated the next season. Usually that is how it works. Because it's hard to make that leap. It really is. Unless uh, Marcelo Bielsa is your manager. Or your Sheffield United that one year. Oh, that one glorious year. And that one glorious <laughs> year before everybody figured you out. <laughs> oh, man. So, the, I mean, the, the story is going to center around West Bromwich Albion. Okay. I was wrong. You were wrong. I was wrong. Okay. I thought, 
and I think that it happened like a couple years. I think the the story I was thinking of was around like 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. I thought you were going to talk about Fulham's Great Escape. This is a different Great Escape. A different Great Escape. Which Ful- I just we were talking about West Bromwich Albion, so I might have ruined the story right there. But that's fine. It's not that ruined. It's not. It's still it's still yeah, a cool story. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking of um, that Brian McBride, Clint Dempsey, like early Clint Dempsey, Fulham era. Yes. Great Escape. But that it's was a different a, story. That was a good Great Escape. This one is probably oh, this one's cooler just because of all the other things that were going on at the okay. time. So the story centering around around West Brom because they were pretty terrible um, generally. Sure. When you're in a relegation battle, you're, you're bad. I, and I mean, when was the last time West Brom was like a really good I was going to say, it's not a surprise that I literally said we like West Brom's getting relegated this season. You know, very, I'm so, if you're <laughs> a Baggies fan, change. if you're a Baggies <laughs> fan that is listening to this episode right now, I'm sorry, but your team isn't good and hasn't been for a long time. Yes. That's just yeah. the way it goes. And that, that's, that is the way that it goes. They didn't get off to a great start. Um, they actually managed to draw their first three matches, which isn't terrible. That's not that bad. Three points in three games. That's how Arsenal got their invincible season. It <laughs> <laughs> is true. They just tied so much. Couldn't win a game. Um, but West Brom were not able to get their first win until their eighth match, which was October 2nd. Mm-hmm. They didn't win again until the end of January. Oh, God. So they went, they went a few months without snagging a victory and I'm sure that's not that's not great. Uh in case you didn't know, that's bad. <laughs> Crystal Palace, on the other hand, won three matches over the same time span and Norwich won twice. So <laughs> these three newly promoted clubs not doing great, but no. <laughs> West Brom clearly the worst of the three <laughs> yes. to start the season. And they happen to be the ones who are in the cursed position of last place on Christmas Day in the Premier League, which up until that point, every team that was in last place on Christmas Day in the Premier League had never survived relegation. Wow. So I I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's tough to come back from that. Watford almost did it. Watford. Was it last year? Watford was not in the league last year. But Wofford was in the league last year. They got relegated. Mm. Because they made, yeah, because it was also the year they made it all the way to the final of the Carabao Cup and then got smashed by City. Are you sure that Watford wasn't in the league two years, two seasons ago? I'm pretty sure that Watford got relegated last year. Okay, it's just crazy. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, because maybe two it seasons, feels like two years because. This year has uh, been our, so our long. perception of time is yeah. all messed up. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, West Brom are eight points from safety at this point on Christmas Day, and you can interject at any point to let me know if I'm right or if you're right. <laughs> um, so, Manchester United legend Brian Robson had hung up his his playing boots clearly, and um was given the reins at West Brom to kind of pick the boys up. That's Bobby's brother, right? Bobby Robson's brother, right? Dude, I only, I only know a Brian Robson. Really? Isn't there a, isn't there a Bobby Robson? I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds right. <laughs> yeah, Sir Bobby Robson. Sir Bobby Robson. Yes. 
Absolutely. Did he play for Manchester United? No, but he okay. did play for West Bromwich Albion. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, he had 239 appearances. Wow. For and he was an, he was knighted. I mean, he was. You don't get that surfer for no reason. Absolutely not. So, Brian Robson took over managerial duties in October um, to to kind of get something going with with the baggies. Yep. Uh, try to try to get something going. You know, because yeah. clearly things weren't working. You're, you're just trying to do. You're in last you place. You're eight points away from safety. Uh, you have to. You have to do something. You got to make a change. You got to hire that Steve Bruce. You know. <laughs> <laughs> West Brom began making a push for survival in the second half of the season, beating Birmingham, Charlton Athletic, and Everton over the span of four game weeks. They nice. followed that up. By drawing four of their six matches, one which that, happened to be against Manchester United. Those are points, baby. And those are all points. Hey, we'll take them. Are you about to say something? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were Absolutely about to not. say something. So the, the match against United was the second to last game of the season. So, I mean, we we just fast oh, forward. Well, like, we're way down. Really, we really way quick. Way down. Yeah, I mean, I just jumped like 10 matches. Yeah, basically. for real. So this push was great. I mean, they just got three wins. They have four draws. That's that's some good points right there. The only issue was that they were still in last place. Mm, yes, yes, indeed, indeed. With only one match left to play. And we are back. To finish off this epic relegation story, Drew, I did some digging during the break and found out that Brian Robson is not related to Bobby Robson whatsoever, so I uh, missed on that one. But he is a real person and a real soccer player. Both of them very real people, which is very, very important. So I feel like we're both kind of right. We, In a way. In a way. In a little bit. Yeah. Drew, West Bromwich Albion had some improved results. Yes. However, they were still in last place on the last match day. Yeah, yeah. So they had made up a little bit of ground, but they were kind of in a hole. They were in a pickle. They were definitely in a pickle. Um, And the funny thing about soccer is that even when you're picking up points, your opponents can also pick up points. That is the way that it works, yes. It might not even matter if you're scoring all these points if all your closest competitors are also scoring points. It does stand to reason that if you keep just scoring points, you're... probably going to gain yes, because yes. Um, the people at the bottom of the table don't get a ton of points. But yeah, it, it is. Yes. It's hard when you're on the bottom making up ground. So crucially, crucially, they were in last place, but they had closed the gap enough to the point that they were not mathematically uh, automatically relegated on the last day. Mm. So going yeah. into the last day, West Brom, who were in last place, still had a chance to stay up, which also is the first time that this has ever, ever happened, happened Yeah, in the Premier League. It's uh, the immortal quote from Dumb and Dumber. So you tell me this chance. <laughs> yes. It's such a small percentage. <laughs> <laughs> um, thankfully, thankfully, obviously, um, it doesn't take a, a genius to assume that there were several other teams around West Brom that also happen to be terrible. Yeah. Um, Who are also all looking to stay up because if West Brom aren't mathematically eliminated, 
that means that the other two teams in the relegation zone also aren't mathematically eliminated. That is how that works. So we got four teams here that are within two points of each other. Oh, baby. So Norwich has 33 points sitting in 17th place. They are in the safety zone. Safe. At the moment. Southampton and Crystal Palace are tied, or not, I mean, they're both sitting on 32 points mm-hmm. in 18th and 19th places, respectively. So that puts West Brom in last place with 31. Right. So, in theory, if they get a dub, if they get a win, and everyone else loses, and everyone loses, well, really, we just need Norwich to lose. You need Norwich to lose, definitely, yeah. To lose, definitely. Southampton and Crystal Palace can draw. Okay. And, and it's still Gucci. And West Brom could still um, sneak into safety. It's a lot of conditions. It, it is a lot of conditions. And it's like whenever they pull up like the the playoff scenario yeah. for American sports. I mean, they I, they do it for for every sport now just that like little, probability. that little grid of like the score line that you could like or like results like this is the the matrix of results yeah. that kind of thing it's, it's like, like there's the least one likely there's one little square in the top right corner and that's west brom <laughs> it's like if this 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 and this happen then they make it all of which are very unlikely to happen but there's still a chance up the baggies baby <laughs> up the baggies <laughs> Uh, so obviously three of these teams would be relegated and only one would advance or not advance. Stay, yeah. stay safe. Yes. Yeah. Um, so West Brom definitely did not have control of their no. destiny. No, but they knew that they had to get the job done on their end and just kind of hope that fate would, um, smile down on them in this particular moment. It's kind of all you can do. Just hope for the best. I know it's like Andy Dalton throwing a, a touchdown in the dying seconds against the Baltimore Ravens to push the Bills into the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. I'm sure I'm going to say this because we both wore our Buffalo Bills hats without planning it at all beforehand. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> oh, man. So the one thing they could do is just – Try to win their sixth they just, match. They of just have the to season. win. Just win, baby. <laughs> so they're playing Portsmouth, um, and obviously they have to beat Portsmouth for any yes. chance of winning. Portsmouth, thankfully for West Brom, were not very good that no. season. Uh, they were sitting in sixteenth, I believe. They but were very was, soon to be relegated, and then <laughs> never just plummet through the football league. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so as of halftime, West Brom and Portsmouth were tied, nil nil. Sure. So at that moment, West Brom is still in last place in the league. Yeah. With forty-five minutes left to play mm-hmm. in the entire season, last place, dead last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Thankfully, there there were some silver linings. Norwich was getting thrashed by Fulham. That's a good thing. Which is kind of hilarious because Fulham is. Getting relegated this season. And Norwich is getting promoted. And Norwich is getting promoted. <laughs> Fulham uh, would go on to win 6-0 that game. So. That's great. It's a great Yikes. plus. That for, is a good plus Brom. for Bus Brom, yes. Southampton were also losing at the time 2-1 to, to Manchester United. Um, 
it was a little shaky to start off because yeah. John O'Shea scored an own goal. Ooh, shouts out John O'Shea. <laughs> but then uh, the the king of Manchester, Eric Cantona, uh, fired the Devils, the he Red popped Devils. that collar and uh, <laughs> into what, the lead. What can two he to say? one? The rest is history. <laughs> and Crystal Palace were tied with uh, Charlton Athletic one to one. Charlton so, Athletic. I haven't thought about them in so long. Crazy, right? So, as of right now, all the results are falling in West Brown's favor. All they really need to do... If they take the lead... Is score some goals. All some- of a sudden, you're close. It, like, it's just like one of the... It's, it's, the, it's the, the Al Pacino thing in um, the movie uh, Any Given Sunday. Yes. <laughs> the speech. Yes. The inches we need are all around us all the time. <laughs> Yes. One step too slow, and you don't quite catch it. That's my Al Pacino profession. Uh, AWSnavely at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, for yeah any, uh, any, any casting agents out there? Yes. Anybody that needs to, my You're voice work? you voice actor? Uh, he's, he's here uh, all day. Hit me at HMU, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, West Brown brought on Jeff Horsefield in the second <laughs> half. I'm going to I'm gonna stop you right there, Drew. Horsefield? Horsefield. <laughs> Okay. H O R S horse field <laughs> yes. spelled how you would spe- uh-huh. spell field. I, I we're related to people named Cornfield, so I don't like feel like we have very much room to speak on this. But Horsefield is an objectively funny name, <laughs> and it's not even like a normal Jeff. It's the Geoff. Oh, a Geoff yeah, Horsefield. We have a Geoff on mm, our hands. British yeah. Horsefield. I so, see. I see. Jeff Horsefield was brought on in the second half. 20 seconds later, bangs in a goal. Let's go, Jeff Horsfield. For West Brom. Yeah. Okay. So talk about immediate impact. You could say he uh, he really horse kicked that in. He really did. Really so this fires up. West Brom into the lead in the 58th minute. Okay. And immediately jumping into that 17th spot on the, the live leaderboard. I'm like the, the photo set the live of, of Vince McMahon getting more and more interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. <laughs> Jeff Horsfield then set up teammate Kieran Richardson for what would surely be the game sealer in the 75th minute. Drew, that is great news for West Brom, but you said what would surely be the sealer, the winner that's, that would seal it in a way that suggests that that surely did not seal the game. Well, Wow, I'll just continue on with the story. Yeah. So the minutes are ticking on. West Brom's in control of this game. They're winning 2-0. Okay. Everything's good. All of their opponents are either tied or losing. In a way that they need to. In a way that they need to. When a serious problem happens for West Brom specifically. And that's because Crystal Palace went up 2-1 in the 71st minute. The 2-0 lead is the most dangerous lead in sports, even when it's not your game. Even when it's not even your game. Even when it's not your game. That's what they say. (laughs) That's what they say. So, I mean, all these matches are playing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like minute by minute. And so... And this is is 2004, 2005? Yeah, 2004, 2005 season. So... So the crowd is is buzzing because they're like, like... It's like people like... People are like listening to like the radio. Yeah, they it's, they. it's not even like real big like smartphone era at this point. Yeah. Like the it's fans, not people checking on their phones. It's 
fans are aware and the players knew that the fans knew that something was up because yeah. they could feel the energy in the stadium like something could happen but the players were like we just have to it's see like this game scene. out it's like that scene in ted lasso yes yes exactly <laughs> Twenty five thousand people all checking their phones at the same time <laughs> <laughs> oh man as the minutes dwindled and the door for West Brom staying up in the Premier League in back-to-back seasons was getting closer and closer to being fully closed. Jonathan Fortune. What a name. What a name. Man, there's so many good names in this story. In the 82nd minute Let's of the go. Charlton Athletic Crystal Palace game, scores the equalizer for Charlton Athletic. Jonathan Fortune scores the equalizer for Charlton Athletic, <laughs> and his goal is an absolute gold mine for West Bromwich <laughs> Albion. Yes, exactly. I was just trying and, to really channel uh, an English commentator there. Yes, you did a perfect job. Thank you. So this goal pushes... Crystal Palace into the relegation zone, and West Brom leapfrog them. Hey, which is the really the last team in the in yeah. the live standings that last they need place, to jump. All of a sudden, goes to seventeenth, up in seventeenth place, and all the final whistles blow. Hot and dang! West Brom have done the unimaginable. <laughs> yeah, like, who who would have thought craziness? Who would I mean like obviously I might have spoiled it in the you first half. You did spoil half, it a little bit, but but, like, but so we all thought it as you as you did it. But at the time nobody thought. Yes. Nobody thought at the time. Yes. I mean going from dead last in the Premier League with 45 seven, 45 minutes left to play in the season to safe to 17th place and safe. Is hey, that's crazy. That's the beautiful game right that there. That is the beautiful game. 20 5,000 delirious West Brom fans pour onto the pitch. Obviously, knowing the results of all the other matches. Um, no shot. steward's going to stop shot. him. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> hey, you're not stopping 25,000 people anywhere. Nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Oh, man. So this was West Brom's great escape. And I, I dare say maybe a more impressive feat than Fulham's great escape just considering they had to leapfrog three teams. I will say to get to certainly safety. I will say certainly more dramatic. On the last day. Definitely more dramatic. Yes. I think. Yes. Although I think Fulham's was also on the last day. Yes. And I think that they I don't know. I gotta I gotta go back and check. Well, maybe that's another we'll, that's yeah. an we'll look maybe, that maybe that's another episode. Yeah, maybe that's another Hey, episode. who knows? So no other team in the history of the competition has managed to not get relegated with only scoring 34 points. <laughs> West Brom. <laughs> West Brom was so bad that they were good. West Brom is the, the, the 2004-2005 West Brom team is the worst team <laughs> to ever survive relegation in the Premier League's history. Yes, that's Let so it be good. known. That's so good. <laughs> I love that. Um. And so I guess it wouldn't be a complete shock for everyone to know that the very next season, West Brom finished 19th in the league, <laughs> only managing a, a measly 30 points. Oh, no. And um, getting rocketed straight back down into the championship, hey, unfortunately. As, as I say sometimes, you win some, you lose a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It, it was funny because there, I guess there was some controversy with the West Brom Portsmouth game oh. um, because 
Portsmouth and Southampton are bitter rivals. Sure. Um, just being poor oh, towns. So Southampton fans were saying that Portsmouth, Portsmouth threw, threw the, the match to just on the, the chance that uh, it would help relegate um, Southampton. Like and Mexico throwing that game against Panama to. Yes. To yeah, get the yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, they couldn't return the favor apparently, yeah, you know. but that's a that's a story for another time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it was noted that like some Portsmouth fans were cheering when <laughs> when West Brom hey. won, they won the match. Hey, because... listen, listen, man, listen. <laughs> Everybody gets their kicks somehow. <laughs> it, it ended Southampton's twenty-seven season run in the top flight. Obviously, they're on. They've been on a, a great run the last. 10 years but oh, when the saints when get the saints. sent down but yeah that is the the great escape of west brom west bromwich albion in the 2004 2005 premier league season wow the worst team <laughs> in the premier league to stay in the premier league you might say it was the premier league's best worst team premier league's best worst team that Exactly. Exactly. That. I think. I think that's a. I think that's an appropriate place. It's probably to, the title of this episode. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> you know, I usually just come up with a random title, but uh, we actually did the whole like say title thing and sequence <laughs> credits. <laughs> Some sources for the story are Matt Scott from the Guardian, WestBromwichAlbion dot com. Hey, straight from the source. Let's get it. Uh, and BBC Match Reports, and that's that. Uh, Drew, thank you for being the hero we don't deserve, but the one that we need right now, speaking of, end credits, title sequence. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much to you, listener, for listening to us. If you are interested in helping support the pod, the best thing you can do is leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. It uh, bumps us up in the old algorithm and makes us basically just more visible. Gets us to do some cooler things, uh, some of which are coming imminently on the podcast. So stick around for that. Also, you can follow us on social media. We are at DeadballPod everywhere. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have an email, DeadballPod at gmail.com. If you're interested in emailing us with any corrections because we've said something wrong, which we say a lot of wrong things on this podcast so it wouldn't be a surprise or if you just feel like dropping us a line any sarcastic remarks anything like that we appreciate all of it and you can do that there uh and if you're interested in merch we also have a teespring store and the link to that will be in the description below but i think that is about all of it drew so without further ado my name is adam whitaker snavely and i'm drew and we will see you again very very soon goodbye now <laughs>